busting those records. Here we go. Here comes Niagara. Here comes that Joe. It's bright and so right. Radio 99. Niagara calls with music. Tops with you. The latest, the greatest, and time and temperature too. So here comes Niagara. This is Joe Niagara. For the next five hours, you'll hear hit records on Punk Till I Die. From now to 12 midnight, Niagara calls. I put down a wailing pound of sound. In those records, let's go, Joe. Here goes Niagara for another show. If you're ready... Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are at number 60. Yep. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. Somewhere out there is Liverpool Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing okay tonight, Thomas. How are you? I am. Uh, I can hear the thunder in the background. It, I don't mean that metaphorically. I can actually hear the thunder in the background. Yeah, we... Some storms coming through. I'll tell you what. Closer. Yeah, we had it about an, uh, two hours ago is when it hit hmm. here about 4 30 or something and it did i mean we had uh tornado warnings the lot the sky went black but mm. typical overemphasis of the weather right they just panic at the drop yep. of a hat so you know we had a half hour thunderstorm is what it Got was a little rain the grass will grow yeah i mean i don't know what it's like they panic like it's the end of the world they do that in the snow these days they do it oh yeah everything right? every, it's, it's the 24-hour news cycle haven't we talked about that right they gotta get everybody freaking panicked garbage. Yep. Um, I, I tell you right now that if we get a tornado here and we get blown away, and this is the last thing I ever do, <laughs> I want you to proudly present it to people. Okay, will do. Yes, as your I last will people, and testicle. I want I want people to know I died doing what I love, laying in my bed with a microphone on my belly and a laptop <laughs> overheating my testicles. <laughs> Just like most nights, then. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. right, love it. So um, yeah, you said something to me the other day, and I and I wasn't sure how to take it, but you said, "Yeah, let's get out of the '50s." And all I could think was, "Man, I think we had a great run of '50s. The sh- the '50s shows were great." So I don't think you're saying that we need to turn our back on these '50s shows, right? No, it wasn't that. It was just it seemed like we it seemed like we zoomed through the '40s. I think that was well, what like one of those ones where we did four in a week or some nonsense. Slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, we. I mean, that's. I guess that. That's what I meant. No, we were. We've had some really, really good ones in the fifties. I you think. know, you've gotten sort of with the good weather. We've sort of gotten socialized, and we're not no. just you know. No bands, but sure. Yeah. So. Still yeah. haven't been to a record store yet, have you? I, I have. I've been to a couple. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because you went to Indiana and stuff. Well, we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. I haven't been to one in Michigan. There's two big ones in town. One that I like, and one that I love. The one that I like is open. But I haven't been over there yet. I'm really kind of holding out if my one that I've been going to for years, the big one downtown, I'm kind of hoping maybe they open for records today or something. I mean, they're going on six months. Yeah. 
Was that the I don't one? Know how that, you what? do that? I mean, they're they're doing cur they're doing curbsider. Is that the one that's called like oh, Black Hole music, or something? Is that the one that's called Black Hole or something like that? Black Hole. Is what's the name of the record store? I thought it was like Black something. You should go music. Hmm. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Black holes apparently. <laughs> I thought I remembered you telling me it was like Black Circle or Black Disc or something. I don't know. Like it's circular. Yeah, that's over in East Lansing. That's there you circle. go. I'm not mental. See? That's like an hour and 50 minute drive. So that, like, when my son was having to get his hours for driver's training, we drove over there one time. Okay. And my my other son and I are actually talking about going down to Kalamazoo, and there's one down there that's halfway decent that's open. So I, I might go to a couple more. I'll probably hit, hit you know, when we go to Logansport, I'll probably rifle through all Matt's stuff, see what he's got. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's going to be the next record store we go to. That's coming up is uh, our first official Punk Till I Die taken on the road, right? We're uh, going to Logansport to... Um... So the Midwest, Matt calls it. Yep, Logansport, Indiana, to go to the record so farm. And... This, you probably still have time to make plans to come down and join us. So yes. it's going to be August the 22nd. It's going to be a Saturday uh, early evening, like 7 o'clock. Yeah, why, seven? And, uh, why did we decide 7 o'clock? Well, what time you want to do it? I don't know. I'm just wondering why we decided 7. I said, you should do it when the store's still open. People can walk in and out. I'm like, well, I mean, if people want to come in, we'll let them in. I, I, I don't know. Just what, what time? What nope. time? Should we do it earlier, later? What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking earlier. Just don't come in and breathe on me, that's all. So you want to do it earlier so we have more time to drink afterwards? Sure. That sounds all right. Drink before and during? <laughs> Plus, we don't want to be too drunk before we get set up. We won't set it up right. Maybe you don't. Yeah. I'm actually, actually taking the night off after a weekend of really heavy consumption of very, very cheap beer. <laughs> so so hey, just a regular weekend then. <laughs> okay, very very cheap beer that I didn't buy for myself. Okay. So my friend Scott, who you met, his uh, wife turned forty-five, so he had us all over, and we had pizza and, and PBR by the can. Okay. Are and you, then my are you, sister. Are you a, are you a thin crust guy or a stuffed pizza guy? I like almost all kinds of pizza. Okay. There you go. I'm not super picky about it, but I like the Detroit thick crunchy stuff. I like the Chicago deep dish. I like the thin. I don't know. You've seen me, Neil. I'm not that picky. <laughs> um, my, and then uh, my sister actually also turned 45, who is also friends with Scott's wife, ironically, or not ironically. We all kind of grew up in the, around the corner from each other. Yeah, you live in a tiny town, let's face it. Yeah, so my sister, well, and, and, and Scott's wife, literally, her parents until recently lived across the street from my parents. Mm. Um, so uh, my sister also turned 45, so we went, oh, she, she really hit the jack. She got a keg of PBR. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Because I don't mind drinking it, right? And if it's cold, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But it's, I had to leave. And I had to go pick my son up. So I was kind of taking it easy. I just kind of went over there for dinner to say hello, you know, be social. And I got to this time to go, and I had like half of one left, right? Mm -hmm. And I just guzzled it down. And it really is disgusting. I feel like <laughs> I for the first time. I actually thought I was going to, like, gag, gack it up, man. I yeah, didn't, of course. Yeah, PBR isn't great. I don't know why it's so popular with the punk crew. I don't get it. Fine, because like when I was over at Scott's, I I probably drank a dozen of them, and I wasn't even stupid. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's fine. But yeah, it's on tap. It leaves a little bit desired. Oh, you think it would be better on tap, wouldn't you? Unless it was already skunked know. in the uh, unless it was already skunked in the keg. Maybe. I yeah. Mean, maybe the skunk. Yeah, from the factory. Yep. Oh, anyway, so today we are going to we we have been te we teased this a little bit last time I think about we're going to actually go over our favorite releases so far of 2020. Yes, right? exactly. 
best and albums I, best albums of 2020 like halfway kind it's i know we're a little bit past halfway but you know like that right and i remember when the year started thinking oh there's been a lot of good releases and even like when COVID started and all that oh it's gonna be a good year but it has kind of slowed down i think a lot of people are holding on to stuff um because yeah. i thought man it'd be easy to do 20 but as of, as of right now i i I had to stretch a little to get to 10. I had to throw a couple of metal things on, which I know you love. Well, I got some things that you won't love either, but I I made like, I think I had the 14, I think, on my list that I had to choose from. And it was albums. Not, I mean, you might put EPs on there. It's fine if you do, but I, I, mine were all albums. I only put one EP. It was a pretty long EP. So we'll I, get to that. I'm guessing I know which one that is. So we'll kind of count them down, maybe go like 10 each, give like our bottom five and then like top five. Sure. I'll be fine. But we should play a song, and then I do have... I want to give a couple shout-outs to talk about a couple other things. Well, the, Actually, the, let me the, give our socials. Let's give our socials. Socials, Here. sure. Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, of course. And Punk Till, T-I-L-L, I Die 77 at Gmail. We've got lots of nice, very encouraging letters, and we do appreciate that. Yep. And uh, Actually, we had a couple other things we want to talk about before we even got to our top tens, didn't we? Yeah, and and if you have never written in before, write in and ask for stickers because we got stickers. We'll send still, you yep, too. Still got, still got stickers, yeah. Yeah, we still got stickers. So, I believe we're all gone. Or do you have? I think the t-shirts are gone, Neil. Or do you still have? Something? I have one medium left. Men's yeah. medium white. I have one men's medium white exactly. So if there's somebody slim out there, um, you know, I listen to us, buddy. Huh? Not listening to us, they're not, buddy. <laughs> well, Cole wanted a medium white. Of course, if you don't get Cole, I have a great one for him. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point of delivering that before we see each other at Logan's board. So, dude, because seriously, if you don't uh, if you don't give it to him soon, he might not be a, a medium anymore. So you better. Well, better he's, keep... a, he's a roofer by day. He's out there working. He's probably staying he's, in shape. He's boozing, just like the rest of us. Roofers are meth heads, but I don't think Cole's a meth head. Still got most of his teeth. Why are roofers meth heads? I don't know, because it's horrible, hot work. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So, so any roofers out there, we apologize. We didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> you offensive bastard. I mean, not ones listen to us, dude. I don't know. Who knows? Upright citizens. Dude, your mic keeps cutting out. So you might want to move it off your belly and whatever you're doing with it. It's at the crack. Oh, make sure it's nice and plugged in, because it sounds like maybe there's a loose connection or something. All right, I that, don't know. That sounds better. I don't know what you uh, did. Maybe jiggle the cord. Something. Not much of anything. Hmm. But anyway, you want to play a song, or shall I play a song? Well, we should, you, well you know what? Because we're going to do songs that are aligned with our top top ten of the year so far, right? So we should probably introduce them that way, right? Instead of just playing them randomly. Don't you think? Okay. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to? I want to mention. I want to mention something real Go quick. Ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Mind. So our friend Carl in Seattle has been writing to us, Carl with a K. And at some point he said, hey, Tom, would you like to check out my bad grunge band from the 90s? And he was in Seattle in the early 90s. And I said, sure, man, I'd love to check it out. So I got it today. And I gave it a fresh spin. Yeah. And I got to say, it's it's not too bad. I mean, it's a little, it's clunky grunge sounding music. You know, it's kind of, kind of heavy and sort of plotting. But I got to say, the worst thing about it is actually the name. The name of this band, Neil. You'll love this. Oh, no. Fire Clown. One word. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually fun because he, he hand wrote on the, uh, like, it's got the insert, and he, like, hand wrote comments about 
what was going on and stuff. It, it was actually really interesting. So I appreciate it, Carl. I enjoy it. Um, it's fun. People have sent us stuff, obviously, you know, uh, and it's fun, and we appreciate when people send us stuff. It's 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 sort of, you know, fun to have a personal connection to a record. You know, I don't think this is going to be my very favorite record of all time, but it's fun. Um, and and so Neil, have you ever got one of these seven inches? Usually seven inches, not twelve inches, where the hole is so tight, where you're just <laughs> oh god, this is just this is just made for this is just made for what? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm essentially, you know, I'm not using any double entendre though. The the hole on this seven inch is so freaking tight that I'm literally afraid I was going to break it. So you kind of put it on, and you can jam yeah, it down I know the what middle. You mean. Yeah, you take it off, you have to like walk it off. Yeah, the hole is too tight for your seven inches. Is that what you're saying? Make sure you bore, make sure you bore your holes out properly, kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean, though. Um, and it's funny. The more expensive your stereo is, like I just bought a new like uh, cartridge for mine. It was expensive. And now your I'm like, well, I'm, al- I'm, al- I'm almost scared. Yeah, well, it almost was as, about as much as the turntable. In fact, it might have been more. Um, but I'm almost afraid to, I'm afraid to like, you know, skip it or anything like that now. You know what I mean? It's like, shit. I don't want to replace this thing, but it does sound amazing. It made a huge. I mean, it was good before, but it sounds amazing now. I'm really mm. digging it. So, anyway, thanks, Carl. Yeah, and th- thanks, you, Carl. Uh, and thanks for not sending me one. Fucking fire clown. Over the last year or so, we've kind of I've tried to thank you as we go, but like Steve sent us some seven inches that he put out about a decade ago, and it, he's in California. And Neil complained about it because one makes a lot of noise. Um, and who else? Uh, <laughs> I, I tell John. And, Wisconsin sent us a couple things. He didn't uh, send me anything. Well, how, how come they're all <laughs> sending you shit and not sending me anything? Catch more flies with honey, Neil. You grumpy bastard. Because <laughs> okay. they know you're gonna hate everything. They're just like, don't send it to Neil. He'll just <laughs> complain. He'll just... <laughs> well, maybe the Godoys will send me something. So fuck you. Our pal, our pal Jake, and of course we got some nice care packages from like Matt and Jason and. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but anyway, if you've said up stuff, thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we'll have to do another one of the listeners' bands episodes pretty soon, yeah, right? We're dragging our feet on that. You know why? Because it requires work. Yeah. Well, we'll get it. We'll we'll get it together. It work and planning on our end, and we are dragging our feet. We've been teasing this thing for like a month or two. Yeah. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Hey, why don't you give your um bottom? Let's do three, and then play a song from the one from the bottom three. How's that? Can you do that? Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any songs from your bottom three? You want to do three? Well, I was thinking because then we got three. We got three songs apiece, right? So that will basically get us to the ten. Let's do bottom four and then three, three. All right, buddy. I mean, it, I suppose it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So. All right. So here's my my bottom. In in top three. How's that? The top, the top three are, are really, like, my number one is real solid. My number two and three are kind of interchangeable, I think. But the rest of them, you know how it goes, like, in the when you do a top ten. You always have a couple you love, and the bottom ones are sort of interchangeable. So, you know, the difference between number ten and number four is really not that extreme. Yeah, you wonder if they'll make your top ten by the end of the year. That would be and interesting. I'm, I think everything on this list will, pro, will be on the top 20 at the end of the year. Okay. Interesting. But, yeah. But at ten, I have an album that I know you don't really particularly enjoy, and that is the Suicide Machines album that just came out this year, which is called I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. That's not a very ringing endorsement, isn't it? No, we'll just say Suicide Machines new one. How's that? LP. I got it from Fat. I, I can't. I mean, I, I bought it from Fat. What the heck is the name of it? Wow, um, that is really sad. Uh, yeah. Hold Get on. Google. Get the Google machine out. 
I got so the I got the Google machine out, and it is called Revolution Spring. Revolution Spring. That's there right. Wow. On Fat Wreck. Yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a punk album, pop punk, punk pop punk with horns. It's and it's really solid. And I think the thing is, Jay and I are about the same age. I just feel like the themes speak to me. Mm. Where it's at right now. Number nine, I've got the No Effects Frank Turner split. Which is an interesting record because Frank Turner's like a folker, right? Like a punk folk guy. Hippie. So okay. He kind, of, he kind of does, for the most part, does like kind of folky acoustic versions of the No Effects songs. So they cover each other's songs on the split. Ten songs. They cover each other's songs. Much like the classic No Effects Rancid split from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and uh, it's it's... I, th- I think Frank Turner does a really nice job with the No Effects songs. No Effects, eh, No Effects kind of does No Effects, and it's okay. Um, and I like most of the songs, but Frank Turner does a really good job. At number eight, I've got a LA thrash band that I only have just learning about, even though they've been around since '88, and that is Psychosomatic. Like Psycho, like C Y C O. No, like P S Y, like normal oh, spell. Okay. But what the name? What's the name of that album? The, the Something prison or something. I can't remember. Man, I'm failing here. The No Effects Frank Turner album is called From West uh, West Coast versus Wessex. Okay. Um, and the Psychosomatic of the Invisible Prison or something? Oh my gosh. Hmm. You're going to have to look that one up because I don't know how they spell Psychosomatic, so I'm afraid that's all on you. It's, it's just uh, it's some classic West Coast thrash that I like quite a bit. Okay. Where the heck is it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then, last but not least, I have the new Testament album. Testament, Another... Testament. Aren't they like a? Aren't they like Striper they're... or something? No, no, they're a Bay Area thrash <laughs> band. Oh. Quite the opposite, actually. They're out, their stuff is very. Uh, hmm. Uh, in, it's very interesting stuff, and this album is not my favorite Testament album, but it definitely at this point is in the top of my at, towards the top of my my list. So. And that, that's where I'm at so far. Okay. Um, the Invisible Prison is the name of the Psychosomatic album. Okay. And the name of the Testament album is... I'm not sure. I've actually been listening to Testament for years and years. Back in the old, they, back in the old days, they reminded me very much of Metallica. So, like, they were kind of like my B-grade. B-grade Metallica? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so what are you going to play? So, we're actually, so this is the least punk song I think I've ever played. This is Frank Turner doing the like late '90s, early 2000s uh, No Effects song, "Eat the Meek." It's kind of a dancey. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a New Ordery dancey kind of song. It's really different, but I'm sure a lot of people know the original, which is just an okay punk kind of ska song, and I I love what Frank Turner does with it. So this is "Eat the Meek" by Frank Turner covering No Effects. Yeah. 
Titans of Creation. Titans of Striper. Well done. Very good. No, they're definitely not, definitely not Striper, but is Striper still going? Are they still, mean, still are they still Christian? I guess that's the yes. point, right? I mean, it seems like you could do like Striper could have an album called New Testament or something, right? Or uh, Old Testament. I, I guess know. that's I guess that's maybe where I'm getting confused. Do like a, a best of their old stuff called like Old Testament and New Testament, like a two two album set or something. Very good. Like it. Know, so you could be the publicist. I like Lost where that's Testament. going. So what about you? What's your bottom four of your ten? Well, this is going to be difficult because the songs I've picked, I think I have two of them from the bottom four. Um, but, um, okay, number ten, I have uh, the new Raging Nathans album. Um, Raging like Nathans. Yep. How would you... I don't know if I'd describe him as pop-punk, and I wouldn't describe him as hardcore, really. I don't know what I'd describe him as, really. Still pop-punk before pop-punk got so poppy. Yeah. The 90s um, stuff. 90s stuff that we've been able to talk to a lot of people that played, actually. Yeah, so their album is called Oppos- Opposition- Oppositional yeah. Defiance. Yeah, that. What's I like that? that band too. Go listen to that. I like that band. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a really good album. Uh, the first track is it's hmm, it doesn't get off to a ha- to a happy start because it's like a news report of people being killed in Dayton, Ohio, with some music behind it. So it doesn't get off to a happy start. But uh, once you get past that and get into the album, it's actually it's actually a really good album. It's really really solid. So that's uh, the Raging Nathans with Oppositional Defiance that just came out like last week, I think. Um, okay. Then at number nine, I have the new Pretenders album, Hate for Sale, huh. which, you know, I've, I obviously not too punky anymore, but uh, the Pretenders have got a long history, right? Chrissy Hines got a long history going back to 1976 sure. with punk. So um, I've got them in there. Uh, What's that? Um, 
man, I am struggling pulling out names tonight. Steve Jones used to shag her regularly. Yeah, and actually Sid Vicious said he would marry her to get a British citizenship. Didn't happen, but um, hmm. that was that was always the story. Well, from her biography, and this isn't slagging the lady, but because she's very open with it, a lot of people gave her a good shagging. Oh, good for them. Yeah, apparently Iggy Pop screwed her on top of the Empire State Building, according, really? according to her, yeah. Huh. So anyway, it's a really good album. The new album is really good. It's short. It's probably, I think it's only 10 songs. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's called Hate for Sale. And uh, it's got some it's got some really, really good songs on it. And her voice is just as strong as it ever was. Um, got a fabulous voice. I love it. So that is my number nine. Even, even though we sullied her good name, you like the record. She, well, she did it. I didn't. She, it's in her book. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making shit up. Um, I'm assuming she meant it if she put it in there. Um, okay, so that's number A9, I believe, right? Yes, number nine. Um, number eight, I have um, the... Actually, it's a hardcore band I dissed last week because of the guy's voice. Ah. Uh. But uh, I really like the songs. Musically, I think it's really good. And if you can get past this kind of screamo voice, um, I, I, I really like it. The, the band is called Starving Wolves, and the, okay. al- the album is called True Fire. So I think that's a Ricky Frankel band, Starving Wolves. Very, very possibly, yeah. That sounds like, sounds like that would be right. And I'm sure it comes in some like crazy colored vinyl or something like that, you know? Sure. I'm, I'm sure it does. And, um, and then, so that was number... Uh, that was number eight. And at number seven, I've got, from the beginning of the year, the uh, British hardcore band Chubby and the Gang with the album Speed Kills. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about that, but I never did listen to it. Yeah, which is like a weird mix of like hardcore, but some classic oi thrown in there and stuff like that. Mm. It's it's a little all over the place, but it's actually really good, um, except for the last song, which sounds like a bad Billy Bragg impersonator at a... I don't know at a pub or something doing uh, karaoke, the but guy was um, like, oh, he brought his guitar with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh no, Billy Bragg. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's my number seven is Chubby and the Gang with Speed Kills, and I am gonna play a song uh, uh, by Starving Wolves. Uh, my number eight, and this song is called uh, what song did I pick? Never touch the ground. So this is Never Touch the Ground by Starving Wolves.
so yeah you'll see what i mean there about his voice um never touch the ground yeah starving wolves so uh good song though i mean musically i think it's really really strong so uh so yeah hope you hope you enjoyed that and it's it's well worth checking out it's uh it's aggro from start to finish yeah it's good good stuff so that was my that was my bottom bottom four so, uh, so that I, takes me to six, huh? Well, you you know what? Should we uh, should we do a letter or something and break break this up a little bit? What do you think? Um. Oh, yeah, you, we. Oh, you just want to play it straight through? Um, we can do. I can read that letter from our friend in Australia. Sure, that would be good. Where is it? Yeah, because I can't I can't up. read it. So we because he dishes the British. So I I I can't possibly read that. There we go. This from this from Matthew in Australia. Hey fellas, enjoyed the last covers episode and Johnny music. Great song. Haven't heard in a long while. You dissed Danzig's Elvis covers album. I agree, it's terrible, and I had high expectations. As a concept, it works, right? And then you go ahead and play a fantastic Elvis cover by the DKs. That's how it's done, Danzig. You fool. That's so funny because obviously Danzig is trying to play, you know, do Elvis like like Elvis and Dead Kennedy's just pissed all over Elvis basically. And then you read my letter and insult me. <laughs> that was me. No, Neil. <laughs> in Australia, we don't shag sheep. That's our Anzac neighbors, the New Zealanders. <laughs> so, so the Australians. In Australia, yes. we, we just, it's like the way you made fun of people from Wales when you were a kid. Mm-hmm, exactly right. In Australia, we just concentrate on winning the ashes and generally kicking pommy ass at the sports they invented. I don't have any idea what that means. I will explain it to you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love the real it. insult was land of, all, of more, no culture. More accurate, the land of counterculture. Aussie punk needs more airtime on your cast. And then he goes through a bunch of a bunch of Australian bands, some of which, most of which we actually know about, but they're only sort of peripheral on our radar. Um, the Die Hans Van Halen cover was the standout. Not that I'm not that familiar with Dwayne's Peter stuff either. Fascinating can of worms you've opened up for me and adding that to the list of bands you've introduced me to or reunited me with. So here's the list of bands that we've either introduced them to or reunited them with. Boris the Sprinkler, Smogtown and Gross Polluter, The Queers and Screeching Weasel, The Parasites, The Drowns, The Digits, Stiff Little Fingers. Wow. That's a good he list. Also, he gives me a little ball busting too. And he always like, Tom, I have some ceiling fans I need installed. <laughs> you <guys laughs> down to the land down under. <laughs> Uh, Carl, you'll be happy. Or Carl. Um, <laughs> Come Matthew. on, man. <laughs> Matthew. Boy, I am really out of it today, aren't you, I? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Matthew. Matthew, you'll be glad to know that my ceiling fan is also still in the box, leaned up against the wall. So, oh, wow. okay. It's too hot to put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Irene, huh? Yeah. So anyway, looks- thanks. Thanks to our pal from Landowner. He talks about the Saints and some other... Uh, I know Mainly the Saints... Um, and I definitely am vaguely familiar with the Saints. I probably should listen to him a little more. The first album is fantastic, and he's unlike he says their single "I'm Stranded." It actually was the probably the first punk single because it came out oh. before the Damned, before New Rose by the Damned, which I had a dream about last night. I had a dream that I was bidding on it on discogs. That's how bad wow. my discogs that's, thing has gotten. That, that, you know, your life is spiraling <laughs> out of final control when you uh, are having dreams about buying records on discogs. I'm like, how much? How much is too much? Is forty bucks too much? I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah. So the Saints, um, I'm stranded. Uh, pre-released uh, New Rose by the Dam. Then it's think, a great. We think Radio Birdman since he's. 
well, yeah, fu- he's written this, so maybe that'll appease him slightly. Yeah, funnily enough, and we have played Australian stuff before. Actually, we played the chats, I think. We played Amal and the Sniffers, so new yep. stuff. And, yep. um, yeah, and then the Godoys played uh, Radio Birdman's because, you know, they, they played uh, they play with Dennis Tack from down there. You know, one of those, even it's, though he lives over here, apparently. I wish they would have known this when they were on, but I wonder if, because I saw that Dennis Tack and just made an album with James Williams. Oh, is if you know, right? okay. the, uh, the second guitar player for the Stooges, mm-hmm. uh, and I wonder if they were the rhythm section. Yeah, it's very, it's very possible. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and I did ask them about that actually because um, the Saints, classically, um, I mean, they were a punk band, and then Radio Birdman definitively didn't want to be known as a punk band, and supposedly there was a lot of uh, tension between the Saints and Radio Birdman. Um, but of course, Australia is a very big country geographically, yeah. so so maybe that was fine. But uh, the Godoys explained it and said they're like oil and water. The uh, the Saints versus Radio Birdman, and I also asked them about. Um, I don't know if you've seen the there's a there's a documentary on Radio Birdman on Amazon, along with all the, all the thousands of I other music I documentaries. It, no. um, I did. It was interesting because the rest of the band didn't really have anything good to say about Dennis Tech. <laughs> Oh. Which was, well, that happens. But, but you don't know if it's one of those things that they're just jealous and he's the guy that carries the band on and wrote all the songs, you know? And so yeah. he, as people come and go, you know, he ditches them or whatever. But, uh, I mean, that happens, right? That happens. So, uh, anyway, that was interesting. And to explain the early part of his letter, um, it's true. The Australians do have a very good... Um, record athletically you know both in the olympics and also in other sports too um so what he was particularly talking about with the ashes right there that's the uh bi-yearly uh cricket tournament between australia and england hmm. and um you play for this little urn called the ashes was actually the ashes of some stumps in there and um the australians do normally beat us as a matter of fact they do but they're also cheats so they have that going for them too. Also, also, you've been living in the United States for thirty-five years, and nobody gives a rat's ass about cricket. Oh, I do, man. I watch it. I watch it incessantly. I, I, yeah. I subscribe to a, uh, to an Indian cricket channel. Yeah, and I watch it all. Really? <laughs> yes. But the grand total of my cricket experience is like watching Downton Abbey with my wife, and like, they, <laughs> like once a year they go out in the yeah. field to play cricket. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I know I played cricket as a kid, so I, I absolutely love it. But. Uh, yeah, the Australians well, you played beat us. it too, huh? Yeah, I did. I was I was actually, oh. actually captain of my high school team. So how's that? Wow. Yeah. Jock. That's right. That's right, baby. Mm. So, um, but you know, they beat us in cricket. But you know, let's not talk about football because we'd absolutely destroy you. So let's not even go there, my little Australian convict friend. Um, but anyway, I like the way he except disses. For real, except for real football, real football, USA still rules. <laughs> Yeah, you mean yeah, you mean you have the uh, ah, never mind. Let's not let's not get into talking about that stuff. All right, let me uh, count down some more songs here. Casey Kasem style. Hold on, no, I, I just wanted to say, I I also think it's cute that the uh, Australians diss on the New Zealanders, even though they're like fifty miles off their coast or whatever they are. <laughs> like they're completely different. Well, everybody <laughs> needs somebody to look down on. You know, that's why we have Ohio. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and that's what that's what the people in Ohio say about Michigan. So you know, pretty much. Yeah. No, I think they go to like West Virginia, <laughs> down to West Virginia. Or something. <laughs> well, we could all do uh, that. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, let's let's uh keep this countdown going, you Now for a long distance dedication. See, now he's doing the DJ voice. Now that was my bad Casey Case. Mm-hmm. I, I, once in a while, I listen to on the weekends. 
this radio station where they do countdowns from just random 80s years. Casey Kasem, he's like, here's America with their 19th number top 40 hit. And it's just like some crappy, it's not like Horse With No Name, it's just some crappy 80s America song, you know? Right. Hey, and talking about that, so that's why I was talking about that Raging Nathan's um that first track being a bummer because you remember that that um on the howard stern show they always used to play that clip of uh casey Kasem going off like oh, yelling yeah, and screaming at his yeah. yeah at his at, at his uh producers or whatever because they he was coming you out of a death up tempo number and talk about somebody's dog dying you do this to me every time yeah, he's just cursing and swear oh it's so yeah great. but uh, that's kind of what that raging nathan song does because they go out of this really sad opening song about news reports about people being killed and then the second song is just this happy pop punk song <laughs> it just is well, kind of weird name of the album I, I it's much punkier you know i do think of them as sort of a pop punk band but yeah it sounds like maybe this album took a more serious turn what well, the first song did but then it just got i was just kind of poking around on the rad girlfriend thing I, they got some cool they always do some cool vinyl variants on there too yeah they do they really do they do a good job yeah, maybe so, we'll have to get them on or something one of these days. Yeah, I, 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 I've met Josh, the guy who runs the place, once or twice. He he loves to tour as a second guitar player for his other bands, so I actually have seen him twice. I think I think he's the main guy in Raging Nathans, but I'm not positive. I know he's in the Raging Nathans, but I actually saw him with two different bands, not the Raging Nathans. I saw him playing second guitar for Nobodies when they came to town, and I saw him playing second guitar for Dopamines when they came to town. Hmm. So we should. Maybe we should reach out. Should reach out. Reach out. Well, at number, coming in at number six, Neil. And I see, sort of feel embarrassed about having this at number six. Maybe it will end up higher before the year's over. Is the new X album. Okay. Called Alphabet Land, which I do love. Yes, it's a very, very good album. Yes, it's really, I mean, it was just like, and you know, they kind of dropped it out of nowhere. There was no real, I, 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 nobody, I don't think anybody anticipated them working on a new album, right? It, it, it was the first one with the, all four of them for years and years and years, like thirty-five years. Yeah, or like thirty-something years. Yeah, that's right. They had made, they had made records later with. I know the guy from the Blasters played guitar for him, so I think the three of the four of them were together for the long haul. But the Billy's Billy Zoom, the guitar player, mm-hmm. I think ditched after about the mid '80s or something. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's really good. And uh, it's it's fun and. You know, John and Exine sound a little older, no question about it. Their voices are a little more worn down, but they still have that. They mix together so well. Yeah, their voices. Yeah, it's just it's good. They work off each other really, really well. And it's just they're just really good songs. They're just really well crafted songs. Some are slower, some are faster, some are just great punk songs. Some are more like the kind of little bit of that rockabilly influence that they have sometimes. Um, The one track, and you've listened you've listened to this album a few times yourself. Yes, sir. I've listened to it a bunch. Spoken word track at the end. I like that one a lot too. It's funny. I like it, but I don't think I want to listen to it every time I listen to the album. <laughs> yeah. Get up and walk out of the room or what? Because it's, I feel the same way. I mean, I like it. It's kind of a. It, it reminds me of like the beatnik music. Like there's a little bit of like jazzy music going on. I was on the about background. to. I was about to say that it's very beatnik. It's very uh, her just talking over the top of like a like jazzy a background. Book. But it's obviously very personal to her, right? Because when she talks about a car crash, I'm assuming she's talking about her sister when yeah. her sister Which, died in a car wreck. And just the the sort of, you know, the the acceptance of getting older and sort of, you know, she's she's got MS or something, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just this. It's just you know, it comes. She's sort of wise, and it's just I don't know. It's it's a cool track. Yeah. But yeah, it's essentially a spoken word track, which is normally for me is death. <laughs> okay, Frank Turner. Well, he doesn't. 
<laughs> he's more the guy who's like, oh crap, Frank brought his guitar. <laughs> he's more like that. Um, so next, I got one that's much different. A band that I know you say you liked them more when they were Oi, but I only have just heard them. And they're Lion's Law from oh. France. Mm-hmm. And their uh, new album is called The Pain, The Blood, and The Sword. We're getting into like the Pirates Press section of my top top ten here. Yeah. Uh, well, they got some even good though, stuff. So, even though that record had like ten different labels attached to it, I think when I wrote wrote the review, I was like, if you are one of these completest vinyl, have to have every version people, this record will make your head explode. I think there were like ten different versions. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. Me black. Always been on black, baby. Like Wesley Snipes said in that one bad movie from the 90s <laughs> yeah he'll have to be more explicit than that it was, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> passenger 57 he was in a lot of bad movies in the 90s anyway but that was the great line always oh, bet on black i don't think you can say that anymore Racist. but anyway the ter- the lion's law record is great it's it's a mixer mixture of traditional oi there's a there's a song that reminds me of like agnostic front um and they're french but I think only like three songs are in French. Mm-hmm. I am not a big fan of non-English speaking. <laughs> xenophobe. Well, just because I like the words, you know, I'm all about the words. What was that? What was it? What was that album from the mid '80s? Was speak English or die? Who the hell was that? It's like so, a Star Wars of Death. Suicidal, yeah, Suicidal oh. Tendency spinoff band, right? No, they were an ant. They were an Anthrax. Slash oh, okay. Band actually, that that album is so great, Neil. Oh, I'm gonna play something off that. I'm gonna play something off Storm. Speaking English or Die, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a song called "Fuck the Middle East," they're very, <laughs> they had a they very understanding. Maybe we'll play that on episode 69, which is going to be a politically incorrect episode. Yeah, I think the singer Billy Milano is sort of a right winger, but I'm not positive on that. But he's good, man. They were good. Mod was good too. Anyway, all right, enough of that. And at coming in at number four. I have the Territories 10-inch. Okay. The new EP. And I, I all the, this is the only one, this is the only EP I have. And there's been some good, like, splits and stuff. But, man, if you only got two songs, you know, I just want to go, some, go with something a little meatier. Because I was actually struggling of thinking of any, like, really strong, like, four-song EPs that have come out this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe there have been some and I missed them. But I just don't, like, a two-song single I struggle to... At yeah. this point in the game, I know what you mean. 10. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's called "When the Day Is Done," right? Yeah, and it's got that fantastic song "Quit This City" at the end of it. Yep, fabulous yeah, song. Six, six songs, songs on each side, ten inch. Yep, the ten inch format, and of course we had the drummer on, who was, even though you know, even though Neil was very insulted, they gave us the drummer. He was great. Very. <laughs> no, very Eric nice was guy. Eric was awesome. It was a great interview. I really enjoyed that he one. Was great. Matter of fact, it, he may have opened the door to us talking to other drummers. <laughs> Drummers have got a lot to say, damn it. Get rid of our no drummer policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, we'll be talking to bass players, Neil. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah, DD and, no, and Sid. Was, they're all dead. Yeah, Eric was a great fun. Anyway, was, anyway if, if, that was 57, right? What? That was episode 57? Yes, I believe so. Yes, yeah, sorry. I got confused. Yes. And 58 was the was the good good, which I got to tell you was was one of those episodes, and we did talk about this a little, so we won't belabor it because we talked about it quite a bit in '59, and then you we ended up having you patch a little yeah uh, thing at the beginning bit. of it, yeah. But that that we we enjoyed doing that episode, but that man that caused us more angst than 
I mean, we, when's the last time we had to have that much discussion about a private discussion about an episode? Right. No, that's very we really true. Struggle, yeah. We really struggle what to do with it. And you know, the funny thing is, and I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's offended and I'm sorry. We didn't, we, it wasn't our goal, but we, we didn't get a lot of positive feedback about that show actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Because, because, because they're so like punk, you know, they're so, uh, devoted to what they're doing. You know? And they're so honest and they just, they just, well, well, they say what they, they say what they feel. <clears throat> basically you it's know right it's one of those things where, where you sort of admire it because we live in a world where, where, where the most of us can't do that right <laughs> like we had the in polite society you know right we can't yeah. just tell everybody to piss off that we want to <laughs> so, yeah, we have anyway to, we have to bite our lips yes for sure so all right so i better play a song by one of those bands so oh we're gonna so we're gonna do lion's law well actually i just wanted to say so about the about the territories one um and again, a big props to Pirates Press because they do a hell of a job when they send you out. A, they do a hell of a job with their packaging and with their vinyl. It always looks great. It's always, you know, it always sounds great. But um, I actually went on and bought basically the entire Territories catalog off of Pirates Press. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some special deal if you got the single and the album, they threw in the T-shirt or something. And I also bought the EP. So anyway, um, I got it delivered to me within like three days. Because the they basically wow, from the Bay Area. Well, they basically offered FedEx the same price as uh, as USPS, so or ten cents more. So I did FedEx, and sure enough, I got it within three days. So, uh, but incredible package, and of course, because it's Pirates Press, I got the uh, normal ultimate stack of uh, flexi discs. <laughs> <laughs> I got the. I got the entire first album. Each track is on its own flexi disc. I mean, yep. this is a, quite apart from the regular so vinyl album. So that comes in like its own little packet, right? It comes in its own packet. You get every yep. yeah, you get the whole album, but each one and is you on got the flexi. L- yeah, and you got the LP. Yep. And they also sent Wait, me. What co- did you get black or did you get a variant? No, it's like a beer splatter or something. So okay. it's like a brown, like a light brown, but with like black and white splatter. I'll put a picture of it up. It's really cool looking, actually. But not only did I get that package of uh, fl- of flexies. They also sent um, off the EP uh, that lockdown song, and I think Eric talked about this. Um, yeah, yeah, it was sa- like they printed like fifty thousand of them as like yep. a, a giveaways. Yeah, it was like a like a sort of a public service sort yeah. of. Yeah, so they sent me a box of those. So I've got like another full box. Like a box of those, well, like like ten or twenty, I think, and like a, it's it's you know how the album like the album on Flexi is is kind of boxed up in a little package. Yep. That's how they. That's what they did with the lockdown too. So there's at least ten of them in there. Maybe there's twenty of them in there. So we've been talking about, and I'm not kidding. I'm absolutely willing to do this. We've been talking about bringing our flexies with us, Logansport, and just yep, just letting people orgy yeah. on flexies. Definitely, yeah. Anyone, so anyone that wants them. Lover, this is where you want to be. Of course, we'll probably forget them. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, between the two of us, we probably have a hundred of them, and it's literally going to be no holes barred. It's going to be like, go ahead. Right. Now, I gave you a really cool one that I had that was almost like cool enough to hang on the wall. I am. You know what? I'm looking at it right now, and it is on the wall. See, it's cool, right? Yep. But it, it, it was it, it was Lion's Law. Yep. So go back to Lion's Law here. And I don't remember what the name of the song was, but it was like a pair of red Doc Martens. Laced up, yeah. Yep, and it was shaped like those pair of lace-up Doc Martens. And the thing was so big, I couldn't spin it on my turntable. I, I so can't either. Saw, so you liked it. I said, hey, take it home, man. I can't play it. And you couldn't do it either, right? Mm-mm. Nope, so I've got it on my shelf, and it looks fabulous. It's a really, really good picture. Yeah, it's, cool. it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that was, because most of them are just, you know, the traditional ones like 
they come in magazines or whatever. So anyway, yeah, if you do it as a Logan support, you may go home with a stack of flags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll sign them for you. <laughs> we'll be like Morrissey, Neil. We'll sign other people's music. And then charge a charge hundred dollars for it. <laughs> these are free the signatures you gotta pay for yeah all right so anyways i'm gonna play a lion's law song and this is essentially the title track from the new album which is called and and once again some of these bands especially as we get towards the top we've played them a lot like uh territories we played a ton and of course eric came on and yeah when eric uh eric the pirate skipper came on too we, we played a territory song so we played them a lot and uh so i'm gonna go a different direction and do lion's law and uh this is called PBS, it's essentially the title track from the new album, The Pain, the Blood, and the Sword.
All right, Lion's Lore there with PBS. Um, so yeah, so they broadcasting system that that once or twice a year interrupts your programming to beg for money. I didn't mind, you know. I, I mean, I like the early Lion's Law stuff when they were just an oi band, and I do like the oi stuff they do on this album. But I have to say, they try and they try and break reach out a little bit on this album, and they start to do like some uh, like U.S. style like hardcore, more like uh, who would you say? There was like there's one song. It's I think it's the last song on the first side. I don't know the tracks. I can't even think of album titles today. Um, where it reminds me of like Agnostic Front almost. Yeah, Agnostic Front, or you know, some of those, some of those, some of those type of bands. And I must admit, I didn't, I didn't like when they tried to do that. I don't think it worked very well. I think they're better when they stick as an oi band. But that's that's just my opinion. Now, what color vinyl did you get? Was it white or something? No, black. Oh, it was black. Okay. And well, I I got to tell you, I got. Did you ever get your boy? Here we go down down a rabbit hole. Did you ever get your stuff from Fat Records? No, fuck Fat Rec. How's that? I know you were pissed, but yeah. what's so funny? Tom, come back to me, Tom. A day ahead. I was supposed to get a Thursday. I got it Wednesday. Are you there? Am I gone? No, no, you're here. You're here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. No, the... I, I, I got mine a day early. Yeah. The whole thing is frustrating because when Tom and I were ordering these kind yeah, of at the, the same the time. The thing is, I just can't blame it on, you're blaming me on the label. No, it's, it's... it's the USPS. It is. It's the USPS. Yeah. The, and even the USPS it's it's hard to know what's going on, but it seems like there might be some shenanigans going on. I don't care about shenanigans. I just want my package because I ordered it like I ordered it three weeks ago. And the annoying thing is, the annoying thing is, because Tom and I were ordering these at the same time. Yeah, I and, ordered one earlier than you. And Tom ordered Tom. Tom got regular media mail. The yep, the, the cheapest the show flip four records. And I fucking paid for expedited shipping, and I'm still yeah. waiting for mine. So did you reach out to? Uh, I did, and they're like, ah, we can't control the post office. That's basically what they said. Hope it comes soon. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, um, anyway, anyway, you know, and you know, you know what the annoying thing too—the Pirates <laughs> Press thing. I ordered the Pirates Press thing like ten days later, and I've got that already. I ordered something from France. I think I was telling you guys I ordered like the French press of LAMF and yep. uh, and something else, and I got that package from France before I've got hmm. this fucking fat wreck thing. So I'm anyway, I'm pissed at that. So anyway. I'll just count out some more songs. Yep. So number six, I have the same as you. I had X, the new X mm. album, Alphabet Land. Um, love it. And it could go higher, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm, I played it to death when I first got it. You know what annoys me about it is the fact that they put it out, um, but they didn't release a physical copy of it. Like that's not out till September or something. Right. Uh, August, I think it's actually pretty quick. I saw, and I saw it on Amazon. It was only like 1799 pre-order. Yeah. Pre-order though. I mean, cause they were, they, they dropped that alphabet out land album almost two months ago now. Yep. Um, yep. They just on the web services un, unannounced. Yeah. I mean, d- digitally they, they announced it, but then the physical wasn't available to purchase for like, another three months so like that got me kind of annoyed which is probably why it's number six instead of higher. I should order it right now. 1789 pre-order amazon but i find amazon doesn't give me our records very flat well not flat no they get warped i, I just i don't think huh. they handle them with care like they should well it depends who they're coming from right because it could be amazon but it might not be being sold by amazon it could well, be some third party I, the stuff i'm ordering is coming through amazon because i'm getting free shipping with prime oh. but I think it depends how long they sit in the warehouse, too. Like, if, if they're fresh, like a new release, I think they're better. I think if they stack them up for a while, they get worse. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my number six. Um, 
At number five, I have a band that uh, we've never really talked about before called Dracula's with a K. So Dracula, hmm. like Dracula, the movie villain, but uh, but this one with a K. I to them, but yeah, I haven't listened to them. So uh, the ba- the album is called Terminal Amusements, and it's very good. It's actually like a super group because it's guy from I think a guy from Rise Against and a guy from uh, Riverboat Gamblers. They're from Austin, Texas, I believe. That's funny because those both both are bands that you wouldn't like. Um, no, I don't mind Rise Against too much. I don't mind the Riverboat Riverboat Gamblers too much either. Really? But uh, these guys, um, the first song on this album, which I'm gonna play, as a matter of fact, um, it sounds like the Dickies. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's my that's my. It it it's good. It's a fun album. It's kind of lightweight. It certainly isn't hardcore or anything like that by any means. But they're all really well done songs, and it's a it's just a fun album. I really like it. What's it called? Terminal Amusements. Yeah, so it came out a couple months ago. <clears throat> and then at number four, I have Gross Polluter. Um, mm. Our friends um, used to be Smogtown. Yep. Now they're Gross Polluter, and the album is called The People Get What the People Get. Great. And, uh, great yeah, great, great album. Um, our friends, uh, Jason Garage Rock Records, so support those guys. I think I said last week or something it was on uh, Hostage, and it's not, and I apologize, it's on Garage Rock. So. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think was Hostage the original Smogtown? It was one of the, the original Smog? Smogtown okay. labels, yeah, the one they got annoyed at. Um, but, I think but, yeah. I got annoyed at all of them, but yeah. <clears throat> this is on Garage Rock, and you should go to Garage Rock and buy Jason's yep. stuff. Cause he's, yeah, he does he's, a nice job. He does, he does cool a nice job with his records, too. Yep, he's a cool guy. So uh, anyway, I am going to play something by my number five. I am going to play the Draculas with the song. Uh, I think it, actually it's not the Draculas. It's just Draculas uh, with Sin Will Find You off of the album Terminal Amusements. Dracula's with Sin Will Find You. And uh, hopefully hmm. you enjoyed that. It's a fun song, and to me it does sound like the Dickies um, a little bit. So that's always a good thing, I think. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Interesting. Yeah. 
So did I tell you what? Because we got a letter about this. <clears throat> We're not going to read it or anything like that, or even tell you who it's from. But someone asked us, "Was it what, what do we think of being punk today? Really means or something like that, or how do you?" Yeah, and we can say who sent it. It was it was Mike the Mailman down in Florida. It was our it was our pal Mike. We just we won't, we won't give his full name, and I'm not going to read the letter because it was written to us. Yeah, and it's one of those things. If you guys don't want us to read something, you know, if you write this letter in general, we consider it free game, and I think you know that now because you've been hearing us read all your letters. Um, but if you, if you send us something, you don't want us to read it. We won't, we won't. So, and he didn't ask me not to, I just, I just feel like you wrote it to us and it wasn't, it wasn't, but, it, but yeah, it was, the question was, I sent you a copy of it. Let me see if I can find that copy of it, Neil. Well, it's just an interesting topic, right? It's like basically, basically because it kinda, saying. Well, it kind of taps into the feeling we got if you're talking to the Godoys where it's like, man, these guys are like punks and we're just like, what we're doing is something different, you know? I mean, basically, it was like as you get older and as we're all grown. Yeah. I mean, we're we're grown men, right? We're in our forties and fifties. How does it? Yeah. How, yeah. How does how does punk fit into your life these days, or what did it do for you, or whatever? You know, or how do you? It was something like that, right? It was that kind of that kind of thought. An exact question, as he phrased it, but did you find it? I'm looking at it, dude. My uh, my wife came back from the store today. And she's like, here, these are for you. You need these. And she bought me like those uh, time and a half magnifying. Oh, yeah, I've got those. I've got those on glasses. right now. I've got those see, on right now. See, when we podcast, I knew I noticed you wore glasses. I didn't know if those were prescription glasses or regular no. glasses. No, they're fucking $10 readers. Uh. But they're, well, I think my, my were like three packs for 10, three of them for 10, you know, like black and one in like tortoise and yeah. one. But, but the funny thing is. So I, I wore glasses for a while in high school, but I, my eyes never got worse. So I didn't, I just gave them up. And I just, and now I'm getting to the point again where I'm gonna have to get glasses. So, when I try to read at night, I need lots of light. And and I put these on, I'm like, wow, that doesn't make a difference. But having worn glasses, even briefly, I want to look at the distance. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, wearing those stupid magnifying glasses, it just it's like, whoa. Yeah, you have to, yeah, so, you have to, yeah, you have to take them off. Um, yeah, for me, I was fine up until I hit fifty. Once I hit fifty, the eyesight pretty much went. And, uh, I mean, yeah, so I just have readers. It's just, it's just, you know, stuff up close I have a problem with. I mean, I can see distance just fine, but, um, it's reading up close, especially on the computer all day. So. Yeah. So and here's, here's, here's just, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It. No, I, I found was gonna it say, too, I so. I, found, I think I found the, the yeah. little passage that I read here, which is, I guess I just wonder how all the, uh, time from then until now has affected your view on the. No, I think you missed it. It's on the first page, mate. It's a, it says, what does it mean to be, what does it mean to be punk to you personally as an old man? Is it a music thing or an everyday how you live kind of thing? So I think that was the big question, right? So yeah, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. I'll be interested because I think it's different for every person, right? Well, yeah, and it, it, it's funny because I think it's easy for us who have stayed involved with the scene for many, many years to look at somebody who maybe was a ska fan in the nineties or was a, didn't get into it till the two thousands and sort of put them at a different level than we are. But then you talk to somebody like the Godoys who are like, make me feel like I'm way down, like at a different level too, but it's definitely a music thing. No question about it. 90% of what I listen to still is punk rock, even though I do listen to a little bit of different stuff too. Um, but I think it's sort of an aesthetic or sort of a, a way of looking at the world, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. And I hate to say it's ja- kind of a jaundiced eye, but you know, you kind of look at everything. I, I feel like it's a certain amount of cynicalness, 
and a certain amount of distrust of authority that never leaves you. And that's kind of what bothers me now with this current situation where the government that we were railing against last month, now all of a sudden we're supposed to trust everything they say. You know, it's just sort of a, once again, I don't want to get too deep into this, into this stuff, but it's, uh, I think, it, and, and it's the way I teach my kids to view the world. I think, mm-hmm. there, I think there's a certain, I think it carries over to everything, at least to a certain extent. It is more than a music thing, I think. It's more than a aesthetic thing. It's a, it, it does have an influence on everything. But, but there's been times in my life where you listen, man, you know, I'm very middle class. I live in a normal neighborhood, you know. I've been on boards, <laughs> like charity boards. Okay. I, you know what I mean? I walk, yeah, in yeah. The, I walk in the respectable world. There's no question about it. I have one foot in the in the white man's world. Well, be, no. Well, see, that's a that's a that's a common misconception. To be punk doesn't mean you have to be living in a gutter and looking like a fucking gutter punk for all your life. I mean, that's, that's no thing. Does, you sort of feel guilty, don't you? Um, not no, not particularly. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, our version of punk is what buying thirty dollars import records. Uh, no, cha- trying to change stuff from the inside. And, and, if, and, and if and if uh, no, but if cocktails at somebody. Dude, if if you're if you're making a if you're making a difference from the inside by being on that board or whatever or getting the library more funding or doing that kind of stuff, you know, I'm trying to bring the place down from the inside. That's I mean that's a that's a lot bigger than someone just wasted lying in the gutter. I mean, or you're, right? Or, 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 or raising your children to see the world a little different, right? right. I mean, what it, what it always meant to me, quite I mean, apart from the music, and I love the music. I love I love any counterculture thing because what it meant to me basically is questioning everything. Never accept anything that anyone tells you, whether it be left wing or right wing, and that's the exactly. problem. And that's the question, problem with question everything, right? With uh, that's the problem with a lot of the people today. They just accept everything. They see it on Facebook in a meme, and even though they might be punks or whatever, they just accept it and don't do any digging. Or they'll see a photograph, so oh, this what look what he said. Look, you know, and that's, no, it's in a meme. Did he really say that? And then you do some background research and find out he didn't really say that, you know, or whatever. So question everything. Don't take don't take what other people or what the authority says. You know, don't take that just as a given. You got to question yep. authority, question everything, and find out for yourself. Do your own research, do your own digging, and and figure it out. And um, that's why I always always wanted to be counterculture too, because I never just wanted to do like everybody else does, because there didn't seem to be any reason for that. And that went all through my life, even down to the sports teams I supported, which was people just got annoyed at me, but it just was the way I always was. So um, I didn't want to do what everybody else did. See, that's why you need to quit getting angry at people for not liking the same music as you. You really don't want people to like the same music as you. I don't. <laughs> so stop yelling at people when they listen to something different, you freaking grumpy old man. No, I'm just I, I yell at people when they listen to something that's shit. I don't care what I don't care what the genre is. But what difference does it make? Because uh, uh, yeah. you shouldn't waste your time. We shouldn't waste your time with that nonsense. I know. You know? And it, well, and it is true once you get to our age now, where it's just like. I'm just not going to waste my time listening to bad records. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because if I'm going to listen to a bad, I'm not going to listen to a bad record that's new just for the sake of listening to something new. I'd rather throw on the Sex Pistols or Social Distortion or something. Yeah. Um, actually, I had a really cool conversation with my daughter about that yesterday. We were talking about, uh, we were talking about just punk and stuff like that, and then she we started talking about emo, and it was actually really interesting getting her take because she's 20. Yeah. And uh, and she and she liked some emo stuff and that the whole emo that's a whole that's, it's a topic for another show actually but it's uh, it was just really interesting how that came about at the time that it did because it was right in between 
vinyl and CDs, like physical purchases, and the streaming that you do now. So it was basically MySpace and Napster. And that was when the birth of emo came, right? And it's it's just a really interesting little period. So that was maybe something interesting we can talk about another mm. time. All right, as long as we don't have to play or listen to the music. <laughs> well, so, but it's it's so weird because people say emo, but it's it's a huge different range of bands yeah, in there. Yeah, I get in, it because I hear that. some of it, which they call it emo, and it's just some guy little playing an acoustic guitar sound like he's gonna start crying. Right, and then, and then, then some that's like screaming, that's like almost like metal production. Yeah, yeah, like thrice and these. Yeah, yeah. these bigger. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, no, I get. But but anyway, I, I no, guess the, it, the, the only thing it all has in common is that I don't like any of it. <laughs> okay, grumpy I, old man. I think that's the, the unifying factor. <laughs> yeah, get all online, right. get online, and yell at somebody about it. I dare you. But anyway, anyway. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think to answer Mike's question, then yeah, I mean, you can even though you're older, it doesn't matter. You can still question everything, and you know, and people get shocked by that too. You know, people at work, intelligent people that I respect. But they'll be like, "Oh, did you see what Trump did now?" Or, "Oh, did you see, did you do this?" And they'll be like, "Well, why are you why are you saying that? Because that's not exactly true, actually." And then they'll look at you like you're mental, and it's like, "Listen, it's been, you got, it's been you, a long time since a lot of people really considered why they are and why they believe what they believe." Right. It's like you can, you can't just just because you, again because you saw it in a meme or you saw it in a headline, that yeah. doesn't mean you should believe it. You know? that it's just a lot of people seem to all they seem to know about their political affiliation is the talking points. Yeah. And if they ask them to defend their position, they get really they just basically will call you a name and storm out. Well, that's the thing. As soon as anyone, you know, goes to calling you fascist or racist or whatever, then they get the arguments over then and they and they've lost because yeah. that it's, it's just. Well, it's just you know, ridiculous. The thing I will say to a lot of the young young Turk leftists out there that are essentially trying to suppress anything they don't and don't 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 get me wrong, I know the right does this too. They're essentially trying to suppress anything they don't agree with. But what I always say is you have to be able to win the argument intellectually before you can win it in the streets. You just have to have be able to reason out your argument enough that it works. And that's why something like racism Ultimately, racism is not going to prevail because it, it can't, it, it doesn't work on an intellectual level. Right. But I, I don't know. These kids, man. These kids. Anyway, you know, Mike, Mike, it rolls around uh, in his mail truck listening to us. And I always, he was one of our real earliest listeners. And he wrote, he's been writing to us for a while now. So, and I always get a kick out of the fact, or I, I really, uh, it warms my heart to know that, you know, he's rolling around in Florida. <laughs> listening to our show while he delivers the mail i don't know why that is i just i just think it's so great like i say he was one of the first ones to write in from from somewhere you know far from us and now you know i know there's people listening in australia and who knows where else and it's 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 pretty cool it's it's uh, it's this little sort of weird community we uh, that's kind of come around us is it's awesome yeah all that all that being all that being said mike can you look into my package for me and find out where my goddamn package is? I know you're screwed. Could, could you do that for me? Thank you. Well, it's funny because I, I swear that we have like people that are so devoted to this that I would do it just for them. If there's only five people listening, I'd do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not you, Neil, huh? You're in it for the fame and fortune. <laughs> I'm here for the fame and glory, yeah. So we can sign those flexies to give away <laughs> in <laughs> exactly. Indiana. Exactly. All right. My turn? Yes, sir. Your top three. Okay, this top this top three is very. I th- I think it's very very strong. Um, so I lost my list, but I know what they are. So my three is the Gross Polluter album. 
That's or maybe that was two. I don't know. These two, I'm telling you, two and three to me are, are A and B. Okay. They keep back and forth on any given day. So one of them is the new is the gross polluter album. The people get what the people get. Man, I love this album. You had been talking about this, and it just didn't really register with me. And uh, I started listening to it, and I think I might actually like Gross Polluter more than Smog Town. And and maybe not because they're they're kind of different animals. But Gross Polluter speaks to me now at forty seven years old. Sure. I suspect that Smog Town when I was. 25 or 30 years younger would have really spoken to me too but i i love this i love this record so much um so we've and we've played a bunch of songs off of this and either two or three depending on the day is uh the drowns under tension still love this album came out really really early in the year so the the risk of that when you're doing like at year-end lists is always like forgetting about the album that came out in january but uh still love this record and yep, of course, a good we've, had, yep. we've had guys from both those bands, and I'm not, I'm not. I, I, my number one has not come on the show. This is not, this is not political. I swear. I just think those those records are amazing. Um, my number one record, much like the X album, dropped from out of nowhere, and as of yet, there's no physical of it. And uh, as soon as they put that pre-order up, I will order it. But let me preface this by saying this band has been one of my favorite for very for many many years. This has been one of my very favorite bands. A lot of people do not like this band because the sole constant member slash singer is uh, kind of politically outspoken, seems to be kind of right wing, and he, you know, punched a woman in the face in Austin, Texas, like 15 years ago or something. Well, let's get some context around that, please, because that just sounds bad when you say it in black and white like that. It sounds bad. Well, people, listen, people have already made up their mind, much like your number one, which I happen to have a little sneak. People have already made up their minds. Yeah. And the and it's it's a weird situation because so I've been a huge Screeching Weasel fan for I don't know, thirty years right, love this band always loved them one of my I mean there was a time they were my very favorite band I don't know if they are anymore but I just love this band so much, gone through a million different lineups the only guy, who's been in the band post two thousand is, is Ben Ben Weasel the singer and of course like I said he's he's about as popular as you know, the clap on a cruise ship at this point, but he is. Uh, but the new record was great, but I also was working different kind of, I, I had a job change where I was inside all the time and I was able to really listen to the album a lot. So I was able to connect with it in a way that maybe I haven't for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I, I love this record. And I, I know I know you're kind of, eh, I know you were, that was all right. I know it wasn't necessarily, but man, I love, so this, it's called Some Freaks of Activism. And uh, yeah, it's a new Screeching Weasel. It's fantastic. Um I had a hard time even picking a favorite song off of it. So we're going to play, but we're going to play, uh, God help us. Screeching weasel. When you're asleep and you're trying to keep off the edge of your mind, I'll be there. Floating, it seems on a cloud made of dreams. You must now that you don't have a prayer. A kaleidoscope city and I,
Okay, there it was. God help us by Screeching Weasel, Tom's number one album of the so far. of 2020 so far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anything beats that because I know you love Screeching Weasel that, so much. Uh, and that album did set the bar. And like I said, my the two and three, those top three, mm-hmm. I'm so stoked on. Yeah. Um, well, I like ha- the re- I like the, I like the rest. Everything in the top ten, I like. Has the been? Has the been? Have they dropped it on vinyl yet, or is it still is it's it is still uh, digital only? It's digital only, but I know they are going to make vinyl. It's funny you should say that because I actually um, was going to. I'm sneaking it out right. Now. I was going to peek it out right now, but I'll wait. So yeah, why don't you do mine? Okay, my number three is going to surprise everybody, and it's going to really surprise Dick Durable because he's gotten on me before about this band. And uh, I had gotten on this female-fronted band numerous times because I thought a lot of their other stuff sounded so samey. But um, they dropped this album um, in 2020, and I said, you know what, I'll give them a second chance, and I listened to it, and I freaking love it. I love every song on it. All the songs are different, and they're poppy. They're super poppy. I mean, geez, they could be like the, they could be the punk ABBA, right? But they, the songs are just really well done. It's bad cop, bad cop. No, it's bomb pops. The bomb oh, pops with the album "Death in Venice Beach," and uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I do like that new bad cop, bad cop album. I just haven't listened to it enough to, to make it on my top ten. So, uh, but his bomb pops album, I probably played like thirty times. I uh, really, really like it. So, Wait, see, the, the thing with them, I didn't, I never disliked them. I just found them to be too slick. They are slick, that's for sure. Yeah. Like too produced, like a pop album. You know what I mean? It's it's produced mm-hmm. like a pop album. Yeah, it is. Um, but the songs now, are they are they on fat? Um, this album is on fat. Yes, that's right. Because it came. Well, in... You should you should you should order that too, and you could still not have it. No, I want the blue and white. There's like a blue and white streaky version I've got to get from somewhere. Um, I don't know where I'm going to get it from because that was Dude, like this, a early. This, we need to get our shows back because my this vinyl thing is getting out of hand. Yeah. It is. I currently, um, I currently have two orders open from Discogs, and I ordered a bunch of Screeching Weasel shit close out. I just can't. I just. I, I'm just waiting for my wife to explode. Oh look at that! I just got a. I just got my want list emailed to me from Discogs. Oh, that's a Marcy single. Okay. My uh, my want list on Discogs. I tr- I never let it go over two pages, which is fifty things. Wow, you have fifty things on there. How do you even keep track well, of it? Well, I well it's it's a want list. And it, you know, they always send you those emails when, oh, this becomes available. Yeah. So I literally, one of my things I was looking for that was going for around ten bucks, it was a seven inch, came up for a dollar, excellent condition. So I went in there and bought about fifteen bucks worth of crap up from the one cell. You know, it's just, ugh, it's a problem, you know. But I'm like, oh, that's such a good deal. I better buy a bunch of other crap too. Well, that's yeah, that's good. Anyway. So yeah, I do. I do actually have that blue and white streaky version of the Bomb Pops album on okay. my uh, on my want list. So one of these days I'll get it for under forty five bucks. So well, anyway, your number three is well, Bomb Pops, Death in Venice. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, number two, Drowns Under Tension. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been talking that up all year. Great, great yep. album. We had the Rev on here. Uh, he's been really sick actually. It seems like he's in and yeah. out of the hospital. See that? Yeah. yeah. Not COVID, just like pneumonia or something. Yeah, so. pneumonia. Yeah, not COVID, but I mean, it you just well, seems. Buddy. Yeah, it keeps coming back, it seems. So, yeah, so, so get well, even though he never liked the fact that I didn't like Billy Bragg, but it's fine. You know, it's all good. He, was a, he was a heck of a nice guy, too. Yep. And, and we have him on, so. Yeah, wonderful guy. Um, so, yes, that's my number two album of the year, but we've played so many tracks off that. I'm not going to play anything by end of the you're, you're not going to play a song from your number one. 
I'm not. No, I'm not. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save you Let's that. See, boy, you think we? You think we got? You think we're gonna get hate mail from the Godoy episode? Boy, you play a song from your number one. We will get some hate mail. So my number one yeah, is relish it. My number one is the new Morrissey album. Um, I'm not a dog on a chain. Which that's a great name for an album. It is, and it's just you know all the shit that he's gotten throughout the last couple of years about him being a racist and being this and being that. Um, fuck all those people. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. So yeah, I'm not a dog on a chain is the album, and it's the best thing he's done in 20 years easily. And uh, you know people get on him for skipping concerts and stuff, but hey, you've got to remember he's, like, he's 60 something. So Frank Sinatra missed some gigs too, you know. Um, but he also releases a new album. Like, he puts out an album basically every 18 months. He does seem to be pretty prolific. Yeah, he is. And this well, one is... this selling nearly what he used to. He probably needs to. This album is... Fan- I mean, seriously, his it's fantastic. The songs are fantastic. His voice is better than ever. And uh, it, is such a, it is such a good record um, that I don't think anything's going to beat that for me for the in 2020. I don't believe... But uh, so yeah, so that's my top Plus three. He's doing the right thing. Did you see what the jerk off CEO of Spotify said the other day? No. What did he say? He said, "Well, with the new model of music, artists just can't put out something every three or four years. They just have to constantly be putting stuff out if they want to make that." Oh, they have streaming to, That's record. right. They have to work harder. He said, "Yeah, that's well, right." It's so funny. A guy who literally has never, you know, I, I'm not saying he's never worked a day in his life, but literally is a parasite who makes his makes billions off other people's hard work telling yeah, other the back, people off they the need. Yeah, off the backs of other people. However, it is kind of interesting that a lot of bands, they will put out like one album every three years. And back in the day, in the 70s, you had to put an album every year. I mean, that, that was just the way it was. Think about the 70s, Yeah, and I'm not talking punk as much as regular rock, and even punk. Yeah, you had to put out an album a year, but there's a lot of filler, a lot of lightweight stuff. Otherwise the, damn, otherwise the label would drop your asses. Yeah, so I so you know, and and the same thing, you know, the Ramones, man, they put out fourteen albums in twenty two years or whatever. They were an album, but but you know, after the first four or five, the material to get a little more lightweight. You know, there wasn't as much from albums full of classics to you know decent albums with a couple of classics. It was still better than ninety nine percent of the other stuff going on. You know, especially in hindsight, but. But yeah, it's uh, it it is. It was just funny to me that he said it, you know. And then they showed what these people make for streaming, and yeah, it's very little. So even though our kids listen to maybe as much music as we did, we would actually go out and buy the record. You know, right. It was even though when you were a kid, the record labels were still screwing the artists so bad too that there wasn't much to be made either. But well, they got the well back in the day though they got those huge advances, right? But then they had to they didn't ever tell them they had to pay that shit back. <laughs> Yeah, through record sales well, and stuff. And they get a huge advance, and they'd record the record for $2,000 and do $28,000 worth of drugs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, different times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Spotify is the worst of the bunch, too. I mean, none of them are great. But Spotify, I looked it up the other day. Actually, yeah. actually I, I, I saw what he said. I looked it up, and Spotify is by far the worst of the bunch. So he should really shut his face. Which kind of sucks because it's the easiest to use in the of the freebies. I think Spotify's got the best selection. Oh, you've said that, but then there's been things you couldn't find on Spotify, which I yeah, have on Apple Music, which is interesting. My son who's in college has some kind of a special that he gets on Spotify, so I use his. Yeah. I don't I don't even pay for it. Sorry, artist. You're not getting your point zero 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 two cents every time I listen to you. Well, you watch the R, right? Because well, don't they get it by the play? Don't they get it by the... It's so, I mean, there's so many zeros before the, you know... 
Yeah. I think it was like, uh, I think they play like two tenths of a cent or something for every hundred plays or something ridiculous. Something insane. An album play or the equivalent of an album play? I can't remember. But yeah, it was very little. It's insulting, which is why. If you help us, you know, uh, buy our merch. That's the big thing because there's more of it. Or, or just put us on when you go to bed at night and just let it play. Well, I, actually, I was about to say. So, you know, as a public as a public uh, service for the for the bands that we like, and you know, we play the music sometimes, stuff like that. Sure. So, as a public service, like we've given you our top ten of the year, maybe go out and buy an album or two by these people. Actually, buy the physical release. I think, I think we and I think we do have a fair amount of people. I, I think I we think do. our demographic is good for that. Yeah, we, because yeah, for because sure. A lot of people listening to us are men in their forties and fifties, and they do still buy albums. So I think. Yep. I think we might have a little more uh, a better crowd for that than say these young people who just don't have any the, the idea of even having something physical and putting on a shelf kind of yeah. blows their mind. Yeah. Um, so does your does your daughter collect records or anything or no? She does. Mine does too. My older daughter does too. Yeah. Now They're what does she? Now what does she buy? Because I know just, I know her a little bit. I mean I've met her. So what the, what does crap. she buy? Alone, crap like that. Oh, pop just, stuff. Just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Khalid, I don't know, whatever, whatever she's listening to. She, when she was younger, she was also in the emo, you know, she loved Fall Out Boy and mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance, that stuff. See, that's interesting. Again, going back to that conversation we had, those two bands are nothing like each other. Well, no, no I'm not even saying they are, but I'm saying those are two. Oh, yeah. No, she... but I'm just saying that that whole thing. But I guess it's like in the early punk days, like they'd say, oh, it's punk when, you know, the Rosillos were nothing like the Clash, who were nothing like the yeah. Sex Pistols. I guess it's the same yeah. blanket. Well, the Rizzillos were like, I, what? Tom, did somebody kill you? What happened? Even though they play pretty fast. Here he goes. <laughs> no, I'm going to say the Resolos always sound like a big band to me. <laughs> okay. But. Um, do you want to give you, have... do you want to give you a top 10 again? Just to, uh, just to, from, from the bottom did down. You, did, you play, did you play a song? Um, oh, you know what? I didn't. You are correct. I'm sorry about that. Yes, we got we got we got completely confused, didn't we? And went away. So I'm going to play because I'm not going to play Morrissey. I'm, I'm, I'm not even drinking anything. I'm not going to upset you with a Morrissey song, um, even though everybody should check it out. Don't have any preconceived notions. He's not a big racist. Blah blah blah. Um, you should really. Crooner. I mean, his music is not. It's not punk rock. It's he's a. I know the Smiths sort of get like this weird pass on being sort of punky, but you know. Ultimately, Morrissey's a crooner, right? He is, but the I mean, the the songs are great, but the lyrics are as punk as any other punk band that you'll that you'll listen to. <laughs> I mean, you know, who will save us from the police? I mean, that was a that was a timely one. He released like three or four years ago, <laughs> um, and he's got another one called Ganglord about the police. Um, you know, he's always getting thrown off labels and shit. Uh, he has one about the Catholic Church abusing young kids. I mean, you know, these are things that punk bands don't write about. But mm. but he does. But anyway, yeah. If you, you, you forget all your preconceived notions and just give uh, "I'm Not a Dog on a Chain" a listen because it's really good. But uh, anyway, the song I'm going to play is by the Bomb Pops, my number three band, um, and this song is called "Double Arrows Down." I'm sitting here, tired of living life that's filled with fear. It's not fair. I'm just sick of being scared. Sometimes life deals you a shitty hand Sometimes your day doesn't go as planned But with me, I feel like all I do is
So there's something a bit different for you. That was the bomb pops with double arrows down. Like like Tom said, they're very slick, but uh, I I really like that album. I just really like it. So mm. I mean, so, you're allowed, you know, if you like yep. it, you like it. Yep. Yeah, well, I was surprised, and you know, and people think I'm close-minded and stuff, but I really do actually try to listen to find out new stuff, and uh, and I'll happily admit if I'm wrong, you know. Seems like lately you've really been putting a lot of effort into that, like so much where I'm like, dude, why don't you just listen to some of your favorite stuff, you know? And <laughs> and it's like, and and you know, the, you, you talk about your you getting so irritated with the slow shipping time, but I'm just like, Neil, you don't you if you started listening to everything you have right now, you probably wouldn't get through it before you died. Why are you so antsy? Why can't you wait a couple extra days to get your records? Yeah. Well, I just like to have it. If I've bought, if I see I've purchased it, I want to have it in my hand. I'd, otherwise, my money is just in limbo. Limbo. I got I got that thing going on right now where I ordered some things from Discogs. It was the uh, Toxic Shock version of Sloppy Seconds, third or fourth single. I don't want to be a homosexual, and. It's like I look at the every day I hit the click on the post office, the mm-hmm. tracking number, and every day it's like for like four days in a row now or five days in a row, the label has been created for this. And the post office. Is yes. The so frustrating. Like, ah! Yep. So frustrating. It's, it's like, like, why? Going, Did you drop this off or what? What's going on with this? I'd actually prefer if it didn't have any tracking at all. You know what I mean? And then you were just in suspense as to when it was going to show like up. My, my morning ritual, I get to work, I drink my coffee, I go through my emails and I check my tracking numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if 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 my fat rec package isn't here, like in a few days, I'm gonna write to them and tell me to either send it again or give me my money back or some shit because it's getting ridiculous now. Yeah, yeah. I hope this isn't some intentionally screwing up at the post office. I do love the post office. I love media mail. You know, I talked to Adam, of course, who's on the regular Punk News podcast that I don't do very often anymore, but he talks about. He said, the thing you Americans have is this media mail. We don't have this. I mean, you can't send. It's fifteen bucks to send something. You know what I mean? Hey, if it's fifteen bucks and I get it within like within a few days, I'm fine with that. So I ordered. So the Screeching Weasel site had a bunch of like small run leftover stuff, so they were selling off. So I bought like four different colored T-shirts. Hold on, hold my... on. You bought four T-shirts just in different colors, but uh, different T-shirts. <laughs> okay. One of them was the Riverdale's blue. Oh, then, oh! I thought you meant the little screeching weasels T-shirt. Well, gotcha. three of the three of them were, but one of them was like red and it had like the weasel as like a Dracula. One of them was like the classic Booga 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 album cover. Yeah, one yeah. was, um, but they were they were all different. I mean, it was it was all cool. One was from the uh, the Wiggle album, and they were closing out the Wiggle reissues for twelve bucks on red or yellow. So the red was a thousand, and the yellow was five hundred. So I got the yellow because it was less common of the two. But so I bought so I got all the stuff because it was all in clearance for fifty eight bucks. Mm-hmm. That's good. So four T-shirts and an LP. That's crazy. But it was twenty-two bucks to ship. Okay. Isn't that insane? USPS. It better not be. So not you for might, that money. You might get it by Christmas, maybe. For that money, <laughs> it better not be USPS. But the other thing is, um, but if it's not, I think it's media mail is what's really bad. Of course, well, no, because you upgraded. Yes, didn't you? I I upgrade. It's a priority, and I'm still waiting. So. I think the T-shirts I sent out first class. I'm pretty sure they were all pretty quick. Yeah. If you paid for one and didn't get it yet, don't be afraid to reach out. But I don't like. I don't know if they've got to England yet. I assume our man Dick will send us a picture when he gets his. Um. No, I think he did. I, th- I think he did. I think he got his. I think he said he did. I sent to a country. One of them was our our boy Matt, and one was to Richard. So yeah. It's a picture of wearing those, you sexy bastards. Neil, if, <laughs> Neil and I have come to the conclusion that our that attractiveness is not the number one trait of our. Uh... <laughs> it's like you insulting right. our guys. 
<laughs> yeah, insult my guys. Exactly. You ugly bastards, we love you. Yeah, that's right. Um, um Oh, you yeah. know what you know what I didn't do? Uh. I didn't do my dad's joke of the week. Oh my gosh. I didn't count down my top ten again. So yeah, go ahead and then we'll go through our list again real quick. Okay. So did you know a slice of apple pie is two dollars fifty cents in in Jamaica and it's three dollars in the Bahama in the Bahamas. Those are the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> ah there you, you go. Find that funny? <laughs> yes, I did. Found that very your funny. top ten. <laughs> Starting at number ten. <laughs> I've got suicide machines. Revolution Spring. And number nine, I've got the No Effects Frank Turner split. Is that an album or an EP? It's a it's a ten song album. West Coast versus Wessex. They do Are you familiar with that No Effects Rancid split? Uh, no, not really. So in the early two, late 90s, early 2000s, the BYO brought back the split series, and they did five of them only before it petered out. They were full-length splits. Okay. And NoFX no and Rancid did one, and they covered each other's songs, and it's like 12 tracks. It's so good. You would love it. It's so good. NoFX's version of the Rancid songs are great, and Rancid's version of the NoFX songs are great. I mean, they're all punk. They don't really try too hard to reinvent the wheel, but it's mm-hmm. great. It's okay. a great album. Classic album. I mean, like an all-time favorite of mine, probably. So that was number nine. Number eight, Psychosomatic. Great L.A. thrash band. Next, Bay Area thrash band. I think they're from Oakland. Testament. That was at seven. Six, X. Even though that one could go up, I think, maybe. Number five, Lion's Law. The Pain, the Blood, and the Sword. Um, Next, Territories, When the Day is Done. That's at number four. Number three, I have Drowns. I might have done these opposite on the first time. I can't remember. Now I have my list in front of me again. Number three, I have Drowns, uh, Under Tension. Number two, Gross Polluter, The People Get What the People Get. And number one, Screeching Weasel, Some Freaks of Activism. Okay. Mine. That's your top, your top ten week of August 10th, 2020. Yeah, you sound like a scary pedophile. I um, sound like CK after he's already been dead for several years, which he has. Oh, he has? Okay. Um, I got... And number 10, Raging Nathan's Oppositional Defiance. Number 9, The Pretenders, Hate for Sale. Number 8, Starving Wolves, True Fire. Number 7, Chubby and the Gang with Speed Kills. Number 6, X with Alphabet Land. Number 5, Dracula's Terminal Amusements. Number 4, Gross Polluter, The People Get What the People Get. Number three, Bomb Pops, Death in Venice Beach. Number two, Drowns, Under Tension. And number one is Mosnus. We got Mr. Morrissey with I Am Not a Dog on a Chain. Number one with a bullet right there. There it is. There it is. We'll see how many of these make the top ten by the end of the year, by December. Um, do Do you normally do a top 20 or a top 10? Uh, the punk news list will be top 20, which, as of right now, would be difficult, I will say, to come mm-hmm. up with 20, because that's full lengths only. Yeah. Um, but I do have a few more medley things that I've been enjoying that I could probably put on there. Um, I didn't think I would write enough reviews. You have to write an X amount of, a certain amount of reviews to be able to do a top 20 list, because it's... It's fun. People like doing it, you know. You should be grandfathered in by now, for God's sake. Well, and I, I no, I've actually hit the nut, 
which is funny. So it's August. I've already hit the nut for a number that you need to do. Meanwhile, these kids at the end of the year will be scrambling to try to get their 25 reviews in. And I swear they probably don't have half as much going on as I do. And maybe I'm just being a jerk and I'm wrong about that. Maybe they're very, very busy. But I swear I just you, might, you know, always be working. Always be working. Would you want to be part of that top 20? Because it was so shit last year. Well, yeah, but I mean, I still get my say, and it gets a lot of eyes. Yeah. So I enjoy doing it. Every year I get people to say, oh, man, I'm so glad you turned me on to that. Um, so so I do I do enjoy doing it. Okay. Um, and like like the Territories album in 2018 was one of those albums where a lot of people were like, man, that ter- Territories album is great. I never would have heard it. So um, the, the, put- the other thing that just came out, Neil, that I haven't had a chance to listen to yet, but that I, I need to listen to because I love the full length from like 2012 so much, there's a new Classics of Love EP that came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, Jesse Michaels, of course. Yep. Famously from Operation Ivy. Yeah. Um, and everything he does is at least pretty good. But that Classics of Love LP from like 2012, that's one where I saw it on everybody's list from Punk News. I wasn't writing for him yet. I'm like, okay, this is on everybody's list. I got to go get this. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So there will be some of that. But there's not much consensus because... Oh, like I can tell you this year there will be. It'll be What's Their Face, the guys from Chicago. Oh, oh Lawrence Arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lawrence Arms. You can almost guarantee they'll win already. That's definitely a top five. You know, Jeff Rosenstock, stuff like that. But it's all stuff that I'm not into. And I'm definitely the resident old man... Mm-hmm. And the same thing when I when they do some of these interviews for New Noise, it's like these older thrash bands. I'm like these kids don't even know who these bands are. Right. So they're gonna go in and do this do these interviews just blind. At least I have some context. At least I saw them at Headbangers Ball in like '89 or whatever, you know. So. Well, that's how that's how your interviews will be better than theirs because they, you know, it's difficult to well, interview hopefully. a band if they don't if you don't know anything about them and you don't have anything yeah. in common and there's no common ground. Yeah. Then it's just yeah. reading questions. I, up a I'm list. interviewing. I'm interviewing a guy who's literally like two years older than me who we had very similar experiences growing right. up or whatever. So yeah, but I don't know. So this is it, man. We're we're in the '60s. Yeah, we're in the '60s. Crazy. We started, yeah, just before October, the end of uh, Halloween last year, I believe, like mid October. So I don't know I think. what number we'll be at when we get to Logansport, but like I said, hopefully some of you can come down and join us, hang out. We'll bring some. I don't know how we're going to work it yet. It might, and it might be a total disaster, but yeah, it could be fun. I'm guessing that'll probably be like number sixty-two. I would guess, right? Yeah, sixty-two, sixty-three. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, depends if we get motivated or if we get a burst of guests again or, mm-hmm. or what. Who knows? Yeah, true enough. So yeah, so what, we seem to be on like a two guest then two without guests. You know, it just seems a, it's there's no real uh, pattern to it. So yeah, we just take them when we can so, get them. Pretty much. Yeah, we take what we can get. And uh, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Punk Live Die Podcast on Facebook. I know, I know, we picked up a few new likes again and. I mean, I, I, in my mind, and I haven't said this out loud, I'm like, I have to put a picture of the Pillow Fortress of Solitude. You've been promising that for six months, mate. Well, what and now doing? I'm like, oh, as soon as we get to 600 likes, we're at like, I think we're at 800 or 580 or something. 585 or something. Yeah, you so. said that before 200. Yeah, I'm going to say that once it gets to 600, I'm going to say 1,000. So. <laughs> no, I just need to do it. I just need to do it. Yeah, so, so you need to get your lovely wife to come in and take a picture of you. That's, that's what it is. Oh, I'm not going to be in the picture. It's just going to be my... Pillow Fortress. <laughs> well, that was going to be you with the mic lying Dude, on your I'm, belly. Dude, I'm literally just laying here with the mic on my belly in my gym shorts. That's all I'm wearing. <laughs> it's nobody wants to see this. Trust me. I think it's that, that'll be the that'll be the fear of the uh, you know. Of course, we've had we put pictures of ourselves up there. Was, yeah, that'll be the fear of the you know trying to like stream stream the pot over Facebook or something. They're going to look at us and they're going to go, "I can't take these guys seriously." 
Yeah, they need, have, they, li- they need Mohawks or something. I like how you've promised this when neither one of us have got any idea how to do it. Well, <laughs> so that'll well be done. the fun. <laughs> well, listen, we watched Matt do his live from the record store thing with his iPhone. I think we can pull it off. <laughs> well, someone can do it with her because we're going to be just doing our regular podcast. We ain't going to be That's walking fair. around, right? So, Probably not. Yeah. So, yeah, no, listen, if it's if it's terrible, then, you know, we'll try to make it better next time. Well, at the, very, we'll at the very worst, at the very worst, you'll get another live episode with the two of us actually in the same room. I think so. And I'm sure, I'm sure Matt, who's who's hosting us, will join us for a little bit. And you know, anybody else who shows up, maybe we'll get sucked into it too. We'll see what yep. happens. True enough. It's gonna be fairly. I think we're just gonna kind of uh, you know use what use what we get. Yeah. So I think it'll be fun. It will. It should be good. It'd be nice to be able to hang out a little bit. Oh, for sure. So. No, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. So. Anyway, all right. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Thanks for the letters. Thanks for the yep. encouragement. It means a lot to us. And uh, everybody be careful. We'll see you next time. Yep. Stay free, everybody. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.